This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, we're back. It is Marks and Reese. Live from Jiggs and Pizza, South Philadelphia. The holidays are here. Give the gift that never gets returned and always fits. A Chickies and Pete's gift card. Shop online, chickiesandpeats.com. Well, we speak to Donovan McNabb. There hasn't been many losses this year, I agree. So this mm-hmm. is only number two after a loss. Mm-hmm. It's brought to you by United Tire. Stop in your local United Tire today for the best tire prices anywhere. Don't drive alone. Drive United. Donovan, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? What's up, Big Five? All right, all right. What's happening? What's happening? Well, listen, let's start. Start with the offensive side of the ball, right? You, you you talk about it every week about being able to establish a running game, and I just right. thought I thought yesterday, man, it, it was it was so one dimensional yesterday. Only I think we got uh, nine called running plays for the running backs yesterday, and right. uh, didn't have much else going on. Just first of all, what did you do? You think that was a product of San Francisco stopping us, or we didn't show a commitment to trying to run the football? We didn't show a commitment to the running game. And mm-hmm. it's been something that's been kind of carrying on for the last couple of weeks. When I, you know, that's why I always bring it up. Now, uh, the thing that people need to understand is we, we do involve our play-action game. Like we get into our drop back and, you know, we'll just freely kind of get the ball out, hit some bubble screens. Uh, but the play-action game is so critical for our offense because now it neutralizes those linebackers' safety where we can tell what they're trying to do, be able to get into that first and second window in some of our routes, uh, which will will open up things a little bit more. But you have to give credit to San Francisco. Look, they came in with a mentality. Uh, they came in with a purpose and a goal, and they were able to achieve that goal. And you give credit to them. But we have to learn to start fast in games. It, it's, it's now gotten to the point where when you play good teams, and you start out slow, and you allow them to dictate what they're trying to do, and then go in the second half, make their adjustments. When they're up by double digits, it's not it's not always going to work in our favor, and it caught up to us. Yeah, how how would you do that? Because I, we all agree they start slow, they're behind at halftime, and they've been coming back. It's 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 impossible to live like that. How would you do it? How would you try to get them going faster? Well, again, we we have to find ways of of, of starting starting if it's running game, if it's screen game, if it, I know that Dallas has been out, and, and, and I've talked about how important it is for us to be able to attack the middle of the football field by utilizing our tight ends and, and, and slot receivers and running backs, we got to find ways to get easy completions, to, to continue to find ourselves in third and short, uh, second and second and medium situations, 
instead of you know, it's kind of dink dunk up. But here we go, dink dunk up. Now we drive field goal. Like it's it's nothing where you you look at it in a situation. The quarterback's coming out. It's like completion, completion, run, 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 completion, run. Be balanced to get yourself going. I thought they, I thought they came out their first fifteen or what have you. They moved the ball down the field, but we couldn't get in the end zone. Right, those first two drives, they right. seemingly moved down the field with no problem. But then we got to the red zone, and I, whether it was you know a false start, some type of penalty, mm-hmm. all I know is negative plays ensued there. And next thing you know, all we get is field goals, two field goals, and you dominate the first quarter. But we look up, it's only six nothing. And, and, and I don't know about you, but I know I didn't feel comfortable with that 6 nothing lead. I felt like we should have had at least one touchdown, certainly. I mean, at least two touchdowns, but, but certainly one, um, if you couldn't get scored in on both of those size drives. What did you think about those first quarter drives? Well, you're absolutely right. But, but again, when you're playing teams like this, like I give credit to Kyle Shanahan. It was just he knew what he could do to get the ball into his weapon. And in our defense, and he knew exactly what to attack mm-hmm. and who to attack. And so I, I just give credit for him. But I, as far as our offense is concerned, the way you were exact, you're exactly right. But the fact that we weren't able to get, get those touchdowns, now you put pressure back on the defense mm-hmm. to be able to hold. And he just continued to dial up opportunities to get completions for, for Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy also could use his legs in the pocket to buy some time. Mm-hmm. And so he just kept finding windows to throw into, which it made it harder for, for us on the offensive end because now you gotta you gotta open up the explosive playbook. You gotta find ways to create some explosive plays so so you can stop the bleeding. And we just weren't able to do that. Talking to Donovan McNabb. Donovan, how concerned are you about the defense? Um, you know, getting blown I've been out. Concerned all year. I've been concerned all year. And yeah. if we're not able to get our pass rush going to, to get to the quarterback, now it becomes 7-on-7. Seven seven. And when it becomes 7-on-7, seven seven, we're going to have issues. And that's exactly what happened uh, yesterday. Mm. All right. So, I mean, we look at yesterday's game. Now it's not getting any easier. You've got to go to Dallas um, on Sunday night. Dallas is coming off. They have a long, almost like a mini-buy, 10 games. Dak has been playing fantastic. The Cowboys have been, have been playing great. How how difficult is it to flush what happened yesterday and then put your put your goals towards? Like, how confident are you coming up next Sunday night? I'm I'm confident that we'll be able to turn things around on the offense, man. But again, like you just mentioned, Dak has been playing great, and he started playing great against us, yeah, in Philly. Yep. And so if if McCarthy's looking at that situation, he he understands exactly. What Kyle Shanahan was thinking, we can attack this defense. And all we have to do is continue to find ourselves in third and short situations, and we'll be able to do anything we want to do. But the difference between the two is Kyle Shanahan can run the ball with Christian McCaffrey. They don't have a running back back there that they can continue to turn around and give it to 20-plus times. Mm-hmm. Tony Pollard is a guy that you find ways to get the ball to him in the passing game, but you're only going to run the ball about – 12 to 14 times with him, maybe. Uh, and, you know, you hope that the quick passing game is an extension of your running game. You look at Jalen, man, since the bye week, they seemingly get off to a slow start. Hell, you can you may want to throw in uh, the, the game before the bye week against the Dallas Cowboys. 
Uh, yeah. I think a lot of our points came in in the second half. We, we were down in that game as well. But, but, but why are we getting off? Or why is he not getting off to a fast start in these games? He seems to be off to a slow start, and then he usually picks it up in the second half. But why, why do you think he's getting off to somewhat of a slow start and the offense is sputtering in the first half of these games, really the last four games that they played in? Well, I mean, as a quarterback, you, you want to find ways to get easy completion. And if it's throwing a sled, if it's hitting an out route by your tight end, if it's a screen game, if it's, uh, you know, getting the ball to uh, Devontae across the middle, whatever it is, you've got to find ways to get some easy completion. Now, statistically, you'll look at it and say, yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't that bad. But as a quarterback, you know when you're in that rhythm. And you're moving the ball and you're moving the chains. You're getting yourselves in position in, in the green zone or the red zone. Uh, and, and now as a coordinator, and you see your court, you see your quarterback going. He's starting to feel it. It's not the offense. It's more the quarterback. You see him starting to go. But you can pick anything you want and feel confident that you, you can do that. We weren't able to do that in, in at least six or seven of our games this year early on. Now, the second half, yes, we come out and get them going. But in the first half, we just have it. And so, as a quarterback for me, uh, you try to get some simplified plays. You get some simplified plays to get yourselves going. But more importantly, it opens up opportunities for everyone else. If it was for me, it was getting tra- Chad Lewis to rock. If it was getting Brian Westbrook the ball. If it was getting, you know, any of the receivers' opportunities with the dictating the coverage that we're seeing. But I just think we have to find a way because we have to start doing it now so that it's not becoming a problem with us later. Dallas Goddard, Donovan could be back, uh, should be back soon. Zach Ertz also right. could be signing with the Eagles. He'll probably make up his mind early part of this week. Um, that should help uh, red zone. I mean, the red zone really had come around, but mm-hmm. again, a struggle this week. But that should help getting two tight ends maybe in there? Uh, it depends on how we utilize them. And remember, I was complaining about it early, about we need to get them the ball. And then we started getting them more involved. But then we started utilizing Devontae in the slot a little bit more. And so we can't let the success of Devontae in the slot take away from Dallas. Dallas still has to be part of this offense where at least he has to be either option B or definitely a, a, a hot option C. We got to find ways to get him the rock. And, and so I, I just think for, for this team, we got so many weapons that we have to be able to spread the ball around to each and every one of them to make sure that the coordinator understands it can go anywhere. And so we did that for at least six games, and we need to get back to that. How much of where, of where we are in the schedule, the games they just played, the three teams they beat in the fashion that they beat, playing the 49ers, coming off of those games with the Cowboys next week. How much do you think yesterday could have been a result of that versus the 49ers are that much better than the Eagles? In other words, do you think yesterday is a true indication of how these two teams match up against each other? Well, I've said it you know, for a long time, and everyone knows that these are the top two teams of the, of the NFC. You know, you can pick whoever it is that you want to pick, if it's San Francisco or if it's Philly, whatever it may be. They're the top two teams. And I expect them to see each other again, uh, possibly in the NFC Championship. And so I, I just think they need to take this game and be able to learn from it quickly to move forward. Because the way that we correct things from yesterday is how we're going to play this weekend. 
And I think going forward, we have to continue to have that mentality because if we just kind of treat this game as John, well, it's business as usual, let's just wash it and, and go on, then we won't learn from it. And then we'll see teams start to, to replicate what they did to us and we have, don't have the answer. And so we have to be able to learn from it and get it corrected now so that it won't kind of kind of fester later on and, and kind of bite us in the butt. Ike said the same thing at the start of the show. Mm-hmm. So we'll see, we'll see where they go with this. Donovan, appreciate it. Appreciate it, brother. All right. You guys keep your head up. We'll be fine. We'll All get right. this thing corrected. All right, I'll talk to you next week. Yep. All right. <laughs> All right, Donovan. Appreciate it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, like, as he's talking, I'm thinking, and I'm sure that you've had this happen in your career where you have a bad loss. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And it ended up being a good thing because it was a wake-up call, a reset, where it's like, all right, like, you needed to get that loss to then go forward. Is that what yesterday – I mean, I know it could be, but I guess that's what we're hoping yesterday Well, was. I'll tell you, I didn't have many of these types of losses uh, once we became a good football team. I can almost remember them uh, to a T. I know Indianapolis – uh, beat us twice bad um, to where Peyton Manning came in here and we had no answer for what he was trying to do. Those are like those are two losses that I know were bad. Uh, and the the Patriots beat us in the second game at the link uh, in 2003. That was a bad loss that I can remember having. Um, we, we, we bounced back after that game because we went to 0-2 after that Patriots loss in 2003. And we, I remember we went up to Buffalo and beat them in, a, in a, almost like a must-win game right. so that we didn't go to 0-3. You, you certainly can pull something from the game. You don't necessarily – every player will tell you, now, I don't need to lose 42-19 to 19 to learn anything. <laughs> uh, you certainly don't need to have that happen. But just in any type of loss, uh, it's a lot easier to get things corrected. And I do believe some of these things have been lingering here the past couple of weeks. But when you win, it's easy to overlook those things. And I'm not saying the coaches are overlooking them, but I know we as fans can necessarily overlook them and not see them as red flags or cautionary tales. And even sometimes coaches, when you're winning, you're so caught up in the euphoria of winning. Are you coaching it as hard as you would in a loss? Right. And a loss versus making suggestions, right? So, and, and, and sometimes you don't even realize that's what you're doing until you lose. And then you're like, okay, I need to pick this up. Or we need to make sure we take care of this. Because, again, you don't want this to turn into a two-game losing streak. Man. So you got to get these things corrected. I, I remember you saying before the, the 2004 year when – you were still winning games, but they oh, were becoming. Oh, Pittsburgh beat the brakes off of us that Pittsburgh, day. Pittsburgh yeah. beat the hell out of you, and, and that was kind I of a natural reset yep. to where you were winning games, but you are kind of being sloppy, yep. and you got off track. No, you're absolutely right. You're, you're absolutely right. That game in Pittsburgh, we played sloppy. It was supposed to be a huge matchup. I think we were 7-0. Pittsburgh, I think, was 7-0, either 6-1, so it was supposed to be a huge matchup. We go out there, 
and we see the inactives and we see that Deuce isn't going to play. So it was almost like a letdown to us that Deuce wasn't going to play because he was like their MVP of the season up until that point, and he had some hamstring injuries. And so we, you know, not that we didn't love Deuce, but you're going up against your brother, you're like, yeah, we're not about to let him kill us today. So I remember us being Juice to play against Pittsburgh, and we found out he wasn't playing. I think it took a little wind out of ourselves. We let our guard down because Ben Roethlisberger was a rookie, and he wasn't impressive. So we're figuring, ah, there's no way this team is beating us with this dude who's a game manager out here. They done lost Deuce. All they got is uh, Jerome Bettis, and he's old and washed up. They blew us out. We got embarrassed. You had the T.O. Donovan fiasco on the sideline Mm -hmm. that day. We heard all the noise throughout that week. Went out there and put 49 up on the Cowboys on Monday Night Football the next week. It definitely reset our minds. Because we had to go into overtime to beat Cleveland prior to that game. I think we beat Chicago. Uh, Is that Jeff Garcia, Cleveland? Was it, was it that was that Jeff game? Garcia. Yeah, it was Jeff Garcia, Cleveland. And, and, and that was kind of a look-ahead game, if yeah, I Yeah, we, we, had, we had to go to overtime to beat yeah. that team, like 34-31. to 31. And then we played the Bears, who also stunk. And it was right before the bye week. And Baltimore 15-10. to 10. That was a low-scoring game. The Chicago Bears game, I think, was a low-scoring game. Yep. That we kind of just – 19-9. to 9. Yeah, we just kind of got through it, you know. Looking forward to the bye week. And then Pittsburgh kicked our butts. And then that's what happened when we, we, it woke us up. 49-21, following week 28-6, following week 27-6, following week 47-17. Yeah, yeah, you see the run? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that's what the Eagles need right now. Yeah. Yeah. They and need to get some confidence back, go, especially hey, defensively. Wouldn't it be hey, going to Dallas? That's what I'm saying. It's setting up for this. Set up Sunday night. It's setting up for the best Monday ever next week or – <laughs> oh, the, one of the worst Jack, Mondays, yes. Well, for Jack, it would be a, a great Monday, <laughs> for sure. But it really is. Yeah. I, I, I know they had the extra days, but the way Dallas was talking and acting after they, they won mm-hmm. last Thursday, mm-hmm. uh, oh, Dak, you've been disrespected for so long. <laughs> now look at you. Yeah. Right? Like it's natural to feel. Everybody's telling you how great you are. Now he's yeah. the MVP favorite. Cowboys yeah. are great. Ah. Yeah, but, he, but this game is going to be big, and he knows that they can't oh, yeah. lose this game, so they're not lo- overlooking the Eagles. Yeah. Yep. The Eagles better get their stuff together. We'll go out, go out there and get our doors blown off again. Yep. Man. All right, let's go to uh, – let's get a phone call in here. Let's go to Chris. Chris in Pensauk in New Jersey. Christopher, how are you, buddy? Uh, no, just as good as you guys. How you doing, man? I'm just, like, I'm just confused, man. Because I, I kept low, I've been calling. You know, my dad's been sick, but I just always been calling. Cause just things of the game are just like the simple stuff we just haven't been doing right. If your players continue to go up to you, John and Ike, or you hear afterwards when they're being interviewed and they're saying, "Well, we were confused and we didn't know the switch and about the coverages," and it's week eleven, that's telling me one or two things, man. I don't care if I coach tournament softball, one twenty-five pound football, or it's pros. You're either allowing it. Or you're coaching it, man. Or it's too exotic and they don't understand it. So you got you got to dummy something down. When when I got players and your veterans and they're going, they were confused. Uh, San Fran's been running that same offense forever. So what, what are we confused about? We can't play in the line. I'm not blaming more of the linebacker than that other dude. That more more was he could have been delivering close to one of my shots. I think his fault that he got that he got turned around the whole game. That comes from up top. Right? Well, or am I wrong? Well, no, no. He, he, it's not his fault he missed a tackle on Debo Samuel. He's a linebacker. He I'm not, paid. Not, not, not the tackle, not the simple You're talking stuff. talking about in coverage. Saying I heard, 
ever covered. You can't. Of course, the guy came. He, was, he, he couldn't play in the NFL. Nobody wanted him. We didn't do our due diligence picking up a veteran linebacker. And I'm not saying how he's got a draft because we all, and I toot him too. I think how he's still one of the best GMs in the league. But you're telling me we, we, can't, we can't get on him and Jalen with some of their flaws? You can't get a guy in the third or fourth round or, or sign a mid-level linebacker that you know can play, that's either smart or he's just a flat out, he's going to rip well, how, their head how, off. How, how about this, Chris? Year. How about this, Chris? Yeah, our, but, our, our linebacker is in Chicago leading the league in tackles. Yeah. He was what, here right? last year. He was here. We let him go. He was here, TJ, TJ, TJ Edwards, somebody we developed, an undrafted player that was playing here that was the starting middle linebacker on a Super Bowl team. We decided not to resign him and let him go, and we bring the guy that Chicago didn't want here in Morrow. Meanwhile, TJ's over there having a Pro Bowl caliber year at the linebacker position in Chicago. Right. He was because here. We didn't value the linebacker. We let him. We let. We let him walk. I, I just don't understand why you like. I, you, you're spot as a GM. You're not supposed to let talent walk. You're supposed to keep it. You, I you agree. Don't over a philosophy. Philosophy. Philosophies don't trump talent. Not in the NFL, man. You played it. Talent. I don't care how philosophy you are. Talent wins those games. If you don't have that talent, you're going to lose. No, nah, listen. I agree with you. You know. You know what we did? They, we decided we're going to we're going to keep our corners who are older play a tougher position, although it's a more important position to play. But why not get younger at that position, draft corners that you can develop and have here? T.J. Edwards is going to cost you about $5 million a year, not $15 million a year like the cornerbacks are going to cost you. And he's, he's, he's playing a position that you can have him out there on the field all three downs, and it'll be you're getting your bang for your buck. Yeah, the guy's out there getting interceptions. He's making tackles everywhere. Like, he was here. We could have re-signed T.J. Edwards. That money T.J. Edwards is making is not going to kill your salary cap. Nope. Yeah, not the way Howie does contracts. Right? If they wanted to bring him back, they could have. Of course you could have. Yeah. But we decided we put so much uh, um, emphasis on we're only going to pay D linemen in corners. Yeah. C.J. Gardner-Johnson, a young safety. I said this last year, those are the young players that has more good football left in them. Why not resign those guys? For what it would have cost you to bring CJ back here on a one year deal and TJ on a two year deal, that would have been less than what you paid Slay as an individual or what you paid Bradbury as an individual. You could have had both of those guys yeah, here. Yeah, In hindsight, Ike? Yep. Like, it's just, that's just. They're younger players. They got more good football left in them. Yep. Versus being aging players. Who the Eagles are going to be getting rid of probably after this. You can't come back another year with these corners. Did they did they did they bet on the Kobe Dean taking that next step this year? Probably. And he's been injured and he probably. wasn't taking that next step. But still there's no backup plan. I mean you, yeah, you could have had yeah. TJ and the Kobe. Yep. That's that's the whole philosophy thing yeah. that, you, that you get caught up with sometimes. You're right. You're right. It is. Man, it, it, again, those guys didn't outprice themselves. They didn't get paid some outlandish money. Well, and I'll bet you if they had it all, they, they would play different defense than they did. If they had to do it all over again. It seemed like they were playing a lot of man. Uh, you mean the Eagles yesterday? Yeah, the linebackers were. Whew. 
Seemed like every, every, <laughs> time, every time I saw a linebacker, he was chasing somebody in yeah. pass coverage. Yeah. No, you're right. And I don't even know who was the other. Oh, yeah, no, I was say Ellis was playing. I'm like, who was the other linebacker? Most of the times it was just Murrow out there. Right. And he had to cover McCaffrey in the flat. There's no way he's covering Christian McCaffrey by himself. Nope. And, no and who, was trying to, who was trying to cover Kittle? Right. It was Murrow. One good. Mm-mm. All right, coming up. Back T- to your TJ's reaction. an excellent cover linebacker. Yeah, man. That's rough. All right, uh, we'll get back to your phone calls, your reaction from the loss. We're live at Look Chickies at TJ Edwards' contract, man. What is he making, $4 million? Wasn't like it was like a two-year $10 million or something yeah. like that? Like, what is this? All right, we're live at Chiggins in South Philly. The best in-game experience. It's where the players go. Chiggins and Pete's. Find a location near you. Chiggins Cause for concern or just one bad loss? Get in now. 215-592-9494. We're back from Chiggins and Pete's.